0: This is Alfonso Davies, and you're listening to BR Football Ranks. Ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to put it down in rhyme that this is BR Football Ranks for the very last time. Now that sounds dark, but please don't you worry. See, this is the end of the chapter, but not the end of our story. Our time here is ending, but we have a new home. So right now, I'd ask you to please get out your phone and hit podcast or Spotify or wherever your pods reside. Search for Ranks FC and then hit that damn subscribe. See, we want you to be part of a journey that keeps flying. And that's why we're sat here, sad and grateful, but not crying because the world ahead is exciting and we can't wait to see what's in store we've got more interviews sorted more special guests and even more plans to tour we're going solo making our move and for those beautiful fans that seek more there's a patreon subscription if you want us three times a week so come and join the club search right now for ranks fc and become part of the greatest team that the world has ever seen to our listeners down the years all i can say right now is thanks let's do this one more time gang this is BR Football Ranks. My name is Jack Collins oh, and I will yeah. be your host today. And I am joined as ever
1: by Mr. Dean Jones. Tears in my eyes, mate. Tears in my eyes. That's beautiful, mate. Thanks, mate. It's been it's been a ride. It's been a ride, isn't it? We've had a laugh. Yeah, it has been a good ride, mate. We've enjoyed it. We've had a good time. And of course, the rank god, Mr. Sam tai. Yes, mate. Lovely
0: poem.
2: I don't often say that. So you know I mean it when I say that. It's a lovely poem, really encapsulated. You've
1: definitely got better since, I mean, episode one. I, I should probably go back and listen to your poems throughout time. There's been a few ropey ones, no doubt about that. But you found your way, mate. You found your rhythm and... uh Let's see what happens. I mean, you know, the way we're going to be changing over the next couple of years, you might have an album out in a few years, I reckon. We'll quite like that. I think that'd be a nice place to go. I think one of the most underrated intros ever was the one with all of the Drake titles in it. Yeah, that was a good one. I liked <laughs> just that, like that one. Just like one of those random off the cuff things that we just thought might be fun. and, and yeah, we had a laugh. I think with. I tried to encourage you to do a Taylor Swift one as well and you bottled it. Yeah, I, I fully
0: bottled that. It was just, <laughs> just one of those things I couldn't, couldn't quite bring myself to do. Um, but yeah, this
1: is the last episode of, of BL Football Ranks. Uh, transfer news, as they say in the offing thing. Yeah, massive breaking news, really. They're releasing us free um, from this, and this podcast. That's, you know, free agents. Don't come much bigger than that. People talking about Cavani and all this. And then suddenly we're available. <laughs> wow. A little wow. bit younger as well for me on the market. I'm not as yeah, so much for you two, I'm, but... Uh, and yeah. me,
2: and me. I'm three, right. I'm three years Cavani's junior. Don't take that away from younger. me. I look
0: younger. I do look younger. You do look younger. And you okay. have a better haircut. So, yeah, so there's double down. And we're going to go straight into some best bits, aren't we? It's going to be a, a fun ranking of, of all the best things that have happened to us on BR Football Ranks. And and so, Sam, I guess it's just over to you to see what you've got got for us this week, because I'm excited to hear these
2: yeah a bit of self-indulgence this week guys if you hadn't realized it already this is the last episode of be our football rank so we are going to look back at close to two years worth of work and um i've picked out my top five ever episodes so uh if you're a new listener this week first time this is going to be a bit weird um <laughs> but if you're a long time listener then hopefully uh you'll remember some of these uh we'll play you some clips throughout as well just to just a to reminder of the little highlights and things like that and just basically reminisce as we start to prepare for our new venture and as jack said you know we've got a new feed ranks fc so please take your phone out and go and subscribe to that just search ranks space fc the letters fc and take a look and just continue on our journey and if you want us three times a week rather than once which a lot of you've been asking for then we do have a patreon live and we'll be able to supply that content for you as well it's bigger and it's better but before we get there let's look back a little bit at some of the uh, the episodes that have made us i guess and uh, I'd like to say I've got a couple of honourable mentions as usual. Everything with Reese James in it is an honourable mention. Yeah. Just didn't quite crack the top five, but every time we had Reese James on to, to complain about being a Spurs fan, uh, he was absolute gold. And we've done some really cool interviews as well particularly over the last mm, four or five months, actually. I thought Weston McKennie was a lot of fun. Jesse Marsh was fantastic. Justin Clive was great as well. And uh, I'll always remember that the, the, the Asmir Begovic interview about goalkeepers very fondly as well. But into the top five, I've actually gone for the time we ranked the 10, 100 million euro plus deals. So this one came around in March, didn't it? I think this was one of our first lockdown episodes. Mm -hmm. and it sticks out for a number of reasons really first of all we were still adapting to a new scenario you know speaking to each other over zoom rather than in the studio uh and the other reason it stuck out is because me and dean argued loads and we don't actually intend to argue that much do we mate we uh we we tend to see eye to eye but on this occasion we, we we didn't really see eye to eye
1: Nice to happen occasionally. I mean, I I think there are people at BR that would have liked us to argue a bit more throughout the last eighteen months, but um, it's just not our nature, really. We're not very combative people. I think is how I would sum it up. Um, but yeah, there are times when you you've got to disagree if if that's what you believe in, and I think that that's what makes ranks so good is that we genuinely don't um fake our feelings and we we don't just come up with takes for the sake of it like you might get on some other media outlets that are just looking for for clicks and stuff we tried to sway away from that and I think that that was it was a genuine it was a genuine episode and that was how we felt it was a genuine scrap that I enjoyed (laughs) it was one of the ones I really enjoyed
0: mediating you know you just stand in the middle you're like I tell you what I could just keep throwing at them be like Dean I bet you disagree with that (laughs) every every time you got the nibble I was like excellent we're all wound up we're all locked in our houses no one's everyone's a bit frustrated I was like we can we can get a proper little scrap out of this one
2: I mean, true, true. But Jack, you also had some disagreements too. And to your credit, going back and looking at it, I mean, I had uh, Eden Hazard above Jao Felix because I thought I thought it was more more likely that Hazard would, would be a success at Real Madrid than, than Jao Felix would at Atletico. Obviously, the stylistic concerns taken into account there. But ever since that episode, all Eden Hazard done is re-injure that goddamn ankle. Mm. And Jao Felix is absolutely shining early this season. So early point to you my friend and we'll have to see how it plays out but um, my theory there doesn't really seem to hold up or at least it doesn't look like it's going to at the moment but we had disagreements on that we disagreed about about Paul Pogba pretty vehemently as well at certain points Um, but what we didn't uh, disagree on was that Mbappe was you know Champions League or not an absolutely huge success Uh, and we did actually manage to end that note on a positive which was good for all of us thank you Mbappe a good
1: a
0: good good ranking and a good discussion everyone had a good time
2: Good old Killian. Yeah, good old Killian. What's in it for then, Sam? Number four um, is how to beat Liverpool. We did it. We did an episode on how to beat Liverpool, and this was obviously back when they were unbeaten in the Premier yeah, League. It's easy now. Yeah, no problem. It's seven goals. <laughs> seven ships, seven goals recently. So, <laughs> But back when they were unbeaten, you know, about nine months ago or so, when they were steamrolling the league, steamrolling the Champions League, they looked incredible. No one could figure out how to beat them. Eventually, Watford, for some reason, beat them 3-0. Um, but they started to lose quite a lot of games in a short span of time, didn't they? Um, and the reason I love this episode so much is because we were able to drill down into, into a tactical subject that was quite specific, a bit nerdy, which to be fair is, is often our strength. But because of you know the, the, the Bleach Report uh, banner over the podcast, we've also tried at times to try and keep it a bit more general and accessible. We don't often get to go down those rabbit holes, but this was one of the occasions that we did. And then we were able to put the whole episode up on YouTube. And then teams started beating Liverpool using our tactics. And then we started getting messages from people. Please take the video down. Stop it. My team's losing every other week now. This is your fault. And that was basically hilarious. So that's why it ranks so highly. We
0: took Atleti, we took Arsenal and we took Manchester City, right? Yeah. Who all beat Liverpool in the second half of last season post that video coming through. Uh-huh. Which I, I think is testament to the fact that we should really be running a football club now, and it's why well, we've gone with Frank FC. Taken over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Man United, Woodward yeah. out, us in.
0: Well, I, I don't think there'd be too many Man
2: United fans genuinely angry. They'd I just wonder be like, "How we
1: would get on?" I wonder how I we think would get we, on. We'd do terribly. I think we'd like... so bad,
2: so 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 bad, guys. I know Scott
1: Dan's agent yeah exactly well there we are we got that <laughs> sorted we sort out the problems at the back and we go from
0: there it, it makes sense Look, we do things sensibly we rank we just rank all the players and they'd be like this is the importance of which you have to play them <laughs> everything's just a ranking
2: <laughs> <laughs> which opposition players you should mark uh, a ranking Take take yeah. take David de Gea's shirt number off it because he's not the top ranked player at the club. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, mate. But you're yeah. not number one anymore. You're actually number six. I'm a goalkeeper. You're number six. Yeah. Take the take the Wolves method and just
0: stick you know your goalie at number eleven and hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> right. What's in it three Sam?
2: In it three. Uh, I'll level with you boys. This is mostly just a self praising exercise. It's the um, start of the nine uh, start of the 2019 20 season. We picked out five wonder kids set for a breakout campaign. And uh, I've put it in my top five because we ended up sitting down and picking out five players and they've all had incredible campaigns. As I said, basically just a self-praising exercise. We picked out Rhys James, Dominic Joboslay, Sergio Dest, Eduardo Camavinga and Ansu Fati. So in the time that those five players were picked out by us, some of them very much on the bubble, some of them really, really not. Rhys James has debuted for England and has made more than 25 starts for Chelsea. Dest has made his senior debut for the USA and has moved to Barcelona. Kamavinga and Fatih have not only debuted for their nation's France and Spain, but they've scored for them as well. And Jobberjai has scored six, seven free kicks and won a ton of trophies with Salzburg. And we spoke to him, spoke to Jesse Marsh about him and and how how good, how high his promise is. So this was a, you know, some of the rankings don't necessarily go that well. Like when, during lockdown, people were messaging me saying, look, I'm going through the back catalogue. I'm listening to all the old episodes. I'm loving it. I was sat there thinking, I hope they skip the hot take section. Bloody (laughs) hell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hope they hit. And look, last week you predicted, or a couple of weeks ago, you predicted Benfica to, to do an Ajax, to do a Leon. And then they, didn't make the group stages so so yeah Yeah. some some have been better than others haven't they
2: yeah yeah it's a bit hit and miss it's a bit hit and miss Uh, so uh no wonder beach report get rid of us um yeah (laughs) so uh, hopefully they miss those bits but also like some of them have actually come out really well. And that's one that I feel particularly proud of. And it wasn't just me. Like we sat there together and we we, we had like eight or nine names on the list. And I think Rhys James was the last one to go in. And we all sort of agreed that there'd be a role for him. Jack and i had watched him at Wigan. And it was a, a team effort as well as just me picking five players. But the degree to with which that has succeeded is, is pretty astounding. It's a nice one. I, I like that a lot. I like that yeah. a lot. Right then. Two. We keep rolling. We keep rolling. Number two. Player position changes with Harry Brooks. I think this is only fair, boys. I think this is only fair because we have referenced this goddamn episode so many times that this goes in the ranking and at a high place too. Would you agree? Yeah, no, it's a great episode. It was great having Harry on. I, I, I mean, like this a lot. I mean, look, you can't reference the episode and, and, and Harry's wisdom as many times as we have and not put him in this top five. And just had to listen back to it. Just to, he, he talked about five Premier League players who could do with changing position for their own good or for their club's good. And he talked about Triori at wing back. He talked about Ryan Sessegnon's like difficult skill set and, and strange pros and cons and, and how he would line up. And he dropped some some wisdom on, on Greenwood and how it's important to manage a player's introduction to a team and not just chuck a kid in at number nine for a club like United. I mean, what a way to, you know, to drown a player in expectation uh, Deli Ali is a striker. He pointed out his lack of long passing, lack of long game, but really good close, uh, close control work, good link play, and the fact that he's got that poacher's instinct. But the main one for Harry, and it was
3: his number one on the list, was that Leroy Sane needs to get away from Pep and needs to play on the right. Leroy Sane's had a phenomenal career in Man City, and Pep Guardiola's done great for him. But I just wonder if Sane wants to reach his potential should he have left Man City before and Pep Guardiola or should he be leaving now? Because what I think has happened to Sane is that he's been turned into the system player. A player that is a winger that stays wide and hits the bar line and cross. Now that's great for Guardiola. It's great for Man City because they've got a phenomenal winger that can do that in Sane. And they've won lots of trophies. But if Sane wants to be a Ballon d'Or winner, I don't think you can be just a hit the bar and cross winger. If you want to win the Ballon d'Or, there are certain goals you have to score there are certain actions that you have to you have to do. So, for example, you have to be, you know, if you're a wide forward, someone that comes in from the wing and bends it into the top corner, you know, there are certain actions you have X to do. X-factor kind of X-factor moments, yeah. And if you're just a, I'll say just a barline winger like it's an insult. It's not an insult, but it's just, Leroy Sane will never be recognised as a world superstar as just a get to the barline and cross. Now, yes, he does do more for Man City. Of course he does. But that's really what is required from him. And I just think that if he wants to win the Ballon d'Or, because he had that when he was at Schalke, he had that potential. And to be honest, what we've seen over the last three months is that
2: Leroy Sané has got away from Pep. He started playing on the right or even up front in a two for German knee. And he's playing with so many more angles to his game. He's playing like, like you'd expect someone like Arjen Robben to, cutting in off that right flank onto his left foot, which is exactly what Harry wanted. He said he was constrained by the system for Pep. And to set him free, he could become a genuine elite world-class player. I think we're already seeing the bones of that. So that that episode certainly stands up in time. And the degree to which we reference it really just made made it that we had to put this in the list. Dean,
0: I would have put so much money on Sam putting this in the list. Like yeah. so much money. I, like everything I own could have gone on,
1: on Sam putting this episode in the list. And I would have yeah. been quite comfortable with it. I I'm just surprised it's not his number one. I, I'm just surprised he's not gone at number one. I mean, to be fair, after what he's just listed and and you know, blowing smoke up our backsides on the first one, then talking about the stuff that Harry uh, revealed to the rank squad and told them to look out for, it, it's all come true i've just won over and i've just i'm looking now to subscribe to this patreon that you were talking about earlier jack because <laughs> clearly it's great stuff that you guys are coming out with so it's it's so informative <laughs>
4: it's just
1: just one of those just one of those which yeah, leaves my
0: pocket money it is it is it leaves one episode sam in your ranking
2: what's Let me it gonna be Let yeah me dean, dean, dean can guess it um chicago Yay, Yay. Chicago! I mean, I sort of grouped it in as two episodes here. Like, I've just called it the Chicago Week. But it's not really cheating, because that second one on the Friday is the best episode alone, just in in general. But obviously, I want to talk about the fact that we met a living like a living legend of the game in Bastion Schweinsteiger. I say living as if he's like 70. <laughs> um, we, we met Schweinsteiger just before he retired in, in Chicago, and he was great. He was lovely to interview. Then we rolled into a series of ridiculous adventures, you know, driving from, well, getting an Uber. from uh, from Chicago to Notre Dame in a monsoon. It took like three hours, turned up at the Notre Dame university campus, college campus, Interviewed Divock Origi very shortly after he had scored a goal in a Champions League final to seal his status as cult hero. We spoke to Mike McGee. Told it uh, t- we, we
0: gave him a nickname
2: that my brother we, had come up we with. Gave we gave Origi Car- Cab- a nickname. Yeah,
0: Havokarigi, what a player, what a legend, had we, a yeah, great we, time.
2: We told him told him that he was now called Havokarigi, which he seemed to take quite well. We spoke to Mike McGee uh, about Stephen Gerrard, about Robbie Keane, uh, about David Beckham. We got introduced to Chicago Deep Dish Pizza. We went to a baseball game. That was weird. I mean, it was just carnage, boys. Absolute carnage. One of the best weeks of my life and and certainly for me the best episode that we've managed to produce. I don't know, I don't know if the listeners would echo that, but we had a lot of fun, and it's my ranking. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was it was it was an incredibly fun episode to make, an incredibly fun week to be, you know, around and obviously all of these different bits and bobs. It was nice to do so many different things, you know, from interviewing the, the Chicago Fire Section 8 guys in, in the car park and shout out to them because they were amazing. And we've we got some of the funniest soundbites of all time out of those interviews, uh, yeah. but also all the way through to like serious interviews with Bastian. And I remember being quite scared before that interview. I was like, this is a big deal. Like this is basically the big interview of this whole trip. And if this doesn't go well, people are gonna be like, why did you justify going to America for two weeks? And Bastian walked in with a cast on his hand. And I think I was like, oh, what happened to your arm? He was like, oh, someone wolf-whistled at my wife. So I and just raised his hand and I was like, and then he burst out laughing and I was like, right, okay, this is gonna be fine. <laughs> this is gonna be absolutely well, fine. Uh, the whole, inter- it from value, there, it just, it just went up and up and up. And we had, you know, the most incredible time and, uh, and the most incredible, you know, people. And uh, I, I mean, I can't say enough good things and hopefully it's something that
2: now we're, uh, now we're going out on our own, we'll be able to, to do more once this, once this pandemic has ended. Those sound bites, guys, in the car park, the Section 8 Ultras in the in the car park of the Chicago Fires stadium at the time. First of all, another monsoon hit us. Do you remember? That was yeah. that was just crazy. But some of those sound bites, you listen back to that. The Benoit Acos- Asawakoto stuff is hilarious. The Bafatimi Gomez stuff is incredible. Like these are these are people that that live so far away from like European footballers and feel geographically so estranged and it's the easy thing to do is to just basically cotton on to your message. your name, your Ronaldo's. These people genuinely love football because they celebrate Benoit Asiwakoto's ability to play table football, foosball, more than anything else in the sport. Let's run the tape.
1: Hi, guys. Uh, Marty Tomzak here. And my favorite soccer player of all time is Bafatembi Gomis. Her- I love that answer. Why? <laughs> Uh, I grew up watching Lyon a lot, um, it was one of, the, the French League was one of the only ones that was available stateside, so after he moved from Saint-Étienne, played for Lyon in those days when they won like seven titles in a row, just loved his laziness and
2: the fact that he could score goals while playing half-assed was amazing, so. That's the best reason I've ever heard for loving <laughs> that, a footballer. You are the only person ever to like a player for being lazy.
4: I'm mod, my favorite player of all time, is Benoit Eswakoto. Why? Because I've I love... I've never, ever heard anyone <laughs> say that. I love left-backs, and nobody knows that he's different than Joakim Noah, who is my favorite basketball player of all time, so...
2: You know, Benoit Asiwakoto is famous for not liking football. He's the flakiest footballer I've ever
1: met. No,
4: he just, if he were good at doctoring, he would be a doctor because he wants to make the world a better place and he's stuck being good at being a left back.
0: I love America so much.
4: (laughs) So first, I kept a spreadsheet based on his hairstyle when he played matches and whether or not it correlated with whether he was wearing two of the same boot or two different boots and his performance stats based on that. Also, Was there
0: a hairstyle that performed
4: best? The warrior bun. The warrior bun was full on the best with two separate boots. Okay. Also, he would just show up to bars in London unannounced, destroy everybody at foosball, and leave unannounced, and then play a match the next day. Just amazing.
0: Just amazing. <laughs> just, just things you just won't get anywhere else. Yeah. That's, the it. that's ranks.
1: The Yank Squad. Yeah. Yank um, <laughs> it was such a good time. Yeah. Um, but the, the highlight was definitely Mike McGee recommending us which pizzas to have and absolutely nailing it as well. You know that was best pizza I've ever had, probably just because he was there.
2: Pizza Boy Dean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pizza, still... pizza ultras. DJ, yeah. have you got anything podcast. that
1: anything that you would have missed? That, anything that you would have stuck in there? Well. I was thinking about melon episodes because while we are, we are a great podcast, aren't we? Um, but is everything been great? Probably not. And I was thinking like, what episode really made me like cringe or just feel a little bit like, yeah. And there was an episode with Marlon Harewood, who was former a former, ni-
0: he was such a nice man.
1: <laughs> lovely geezer. And you know, absolutely is. But he just, didn't it just wasn't what we had planned for him <laughs> this guy deals in like luxury lifestyle stuff you know swagging up people's cars and all, and all that kind of stuff and deals with elite players and we were like oh this will be really good stuff he can tell us all about like the people he's worked with like what makes them cool and he made it pretty clear before we recorded that he wouldn't be talking about any of them yeah, because like, I can't, I can't reveal any of their uh, their details because it would be a
0: breach of contract.
1: So sorry. Yeah, <laughs> what, that was not good. You,
0: what uh, are you going to talk
1: about? <laughs> yeah, I. The truth is, he didn't really talk about a lot, lads. Um, most of the questions we asked him, he said, That's a really good question, that we should put that to debate. We are, mate, you are here <laughs> to debate that, <laughs> yeah, that's difficult. what you paid for. Um, look, he was a lovely guy, and, and, and uh, you know, I, I don't want to be too hard on him, but that that episode is just one that definitely did not go to plan, and it was not what we had had planned for in like the two weeks building up to it, that's for sure. No,
2: nah, not at so. all. I mean, look, it was, it was made difficult because obviously we're going to go along and respect Marlon's wishes to keep his clients private but to give the the listeners some context like some of the players that you just watched play for England the national team like he deals with and he sorts their cars out he sorts their luxury lifestyle items out and we wanted to dig into that and get to know those personalities and those players and he was just unwilling to divulge that information because he wanted to respect his clients and that's completely fine and a bit of it is on us for not really for like rolling with it and going okay how can we how can we call an audible here and and basically change this but we were just a bit like oh crap and then what happened, happened. And we're sorry about it.
0: The two episodes that I was going to chuck in here that I really enjoyed that are Early Doors were two interviews, one with Bradley Simmons about the best athletes in football, where we had a real laugh and, and talked a lot yeah. about his early football career. We played with like Raheem for Sterling. Life. And we had such a brilliant time and, and such a good laugh with him. And also, I was listening back to our, our episode, which was potentially our first like big guest outside of the world of football with Josh Denzel. Mm. And his inter- interview about what, Players would make great reality TV shows. Yeah. Actually, at the time, you were like, this is this is weird. But it was it was such a good, like, fun, free-flowing episode. And it felt so natural. And it still does. You listen back to it now, and it still feels really natural. And it, I don't know, it just made me it made me really pleased. One of those little, you really throw it back. And we were still kind of finding our feet with the whole thing during both of those episodes, I'd say, and the Marlon Harewood one as well. And we Mendieta, mate. Of... We went and we met Mendieta. That was beautiful. We had a wonderful time. One of the best things that Sam and I did in New York, because we... <laughs> Great. <laughs> went and interviewed Fernando Morientes okay. and he kept being like my English is so bad and I was like your English is better than Sam's and um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was one sort of this as soon as the camera like it almost like froze and I was like oh no because but you had to just sort of like be like, pretend the camera isn't there pretend the camera isn't there and we'll get this and it was he was such a nice man and, and such a wonderful thing but we've had so many brilliant guests and you know shout out to all of them for coming on for, for cool. giving us their time and, and and for giving such brilliant interviews so you look back and we will look back at this back catalogue I think mm. of our ranks and be uh, and be very very proud of it and i hope that everyone listening has one enjoyed as much of it as possible and two if you haven't, go back and have a listen to especially some of the more evergreen episodes, you know, the likes of of those ones we've just mentioned, the likes of the interviews, because they kind of stand the test of time in, in, in a kind of long, long winded way because of the kind of subject matter they're based on. And, and they all still feel quite fresh. You can skip the hot yeah. takes bit and try and avoid Sam's kind of really, really terrible takes on things. <laughs> but um, but if you get to the meat of the actual interviews, they're still very, very, very relevant, very fresh and very fun.
1: Yeah I think it's probably a good time to give a massive shout out actually to Sean Fay who's been the kind of brains behind the scenes that we've never spoken about has never been on the on the pod but you know Sean was the guy that helped us get this over the line at first we thought it was going to be an obstacle because he was making us work so hard to come up with a plan for a show and an idea that kind of stood out he said you can have a pod you know Jack came in to be our like after me and Sam and like a trailblazer, decided he want to shake up the place. He uh, didn't do a bad job, to be fair to him. But one of the, Jack's big things was he wanted a podcast and um, he snuggled up to me and Sam. He bought us a few pints along the way and he kind of talked us around. And we got on board with it. Um, and Sean said, you can have a show but you've got to do pilots and, sh- and show me what it is. And Sean was actually the guy that came up with the name Football Ranks. I wasn't actually on board with it at first. I didn't, I don't know, something about it just didn't I thought we had he too, much, too much scope for parody. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, that was one of the concerns. Um, but look, Sean's been a, a great sounding board for us and he's, there's been times where we haven't agreed with him. There's been times when he probably hasn't agreed with us, definitely hasn't agreed with us, but um, it got the best out of us. And, you know, we should definitely thank Sean and there's been others as well along the way that have helped us get here. Yeah, absolutely. he has been, you know, kind of the, the think tank behind
0: the whole operation. So, I mean, again... Hugely grateful to everyone at BR who who did actually make this happen and, and helped us to get it on the road eventually. But more than anyone, Sean Fay uh, what a man! And yeah. and 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 someone the rank squad will uh, will appreciate, I'm sure, um, in cool. times to come. Right, that's pretty much the end of your your main ranking,
2: Sam. I've got I've got some nonsense for you to sign off with if you want.
0: I was going to say. Well, I mean, what's going to what's going to come next? I, I'd love to have I'd love to have some nonsense. Woo! that's probably the last time i'll ever do that maybe no, it
1: won't be you'll do that in loads of pubs
0: no but we've had lots of we've had lots of nonsense sirens actually along the way yeah. remember we've we've had lots of different things we've had people trying it out themselves but i thought you know for the last couple of uh Have you of made weeks, a compilation no i haven't made a <laughs> compilation. Not, I, I can't I, I can't imagine anything would make people turn off more but like, oh that's the end of that it's just jack making sounds what was um, that yeah, that was from the Super Bowl. <laughs> it was on the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show, which was quite, you know, quite something was... for a while. Um, we had Stu Holden as well for a bit. You Holden yeah. had one. We yeah. we had a lot of people doing a nonsense siren. So so shouts out to everyone who who has done. And Sam, over to you one last time for nonsense.
2: Yeah. So again, it's gonna it's gonna take a self indulgent turn, my guys. It's um I've basically produced a little list of six things that we have either spawned or or come up with uh, over the course of our time on this podcast that make little to no sense let's be honest um they are pretty nonsensy uh and actually at number six is something we've already mentioned in the podcast which is um benoit asuakotu's stalking you know it's uh it's our it's our guest Maud in uh, in chicago who seemed to be somewhat obsessed with with benoit asuakotu's life she kept a spreadsheet uh based on the correlation of his performances with his hair and what style it was in and which boots he was wearing. And she did actually come up with a a favoured combination as to which hair combination and boots would actually allow him to play the best. It's a little bit worrying at its core, but it was hilarious. So that's in at six. That's something this podcast has certainly brought to light. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's move on from that. Let's not talk. About I, that I
0: don't again. think I don't, but I, so I don't. think that that will ever come up anywhere else ever again. It's, it's not one of those things that it was like that has been brought to life. I don't think there's anyone else in the world. And if you know anyone who has, please get in touch because if there is anyone else in the world with a similar kind of, Asua Koto obsession,
2: then we'd love to introduce them. Um, or because... a similar obsession level with another Bang average footballer. Like that also works because the fascination is the fact that Asua Koto, like he was all right. Yeah. Wasn't good, it? Okay. If I you it did, good. if this was yeah but if this was like if this was about Ronaldo you'd be like fair enough he's very good. Uh, I can't I kind of <laughs> get it. Still but... think I'd be a bit like that's weird. Okay yeah maybe not fair weird. enough. Yeah maybe not fair enough. More, more understandable. Um, okay into number 5 and it's a Jack Collins special it's the barrel club the barrel club is something I'm sure we've mentioned on the pod. We talk about it all the time, at least at the pub. But it's a collection of players who are barrel shaped. It's actually molded on Jack Collins himself at five foot two and 600 pounds. Um, sorry, wow, what's old, your, well, sorry, you've done me a severe disservice there. Oh, yeah. um, five I'm actually seven, five to seven and a half because I'm exactly sorry, yeah. the same height as Lionel Messi. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So someone who is small but sort of stocky. We're, we're talking James Milner. Aren't we? We're talking James Milner. We're talking Luke Shaw. Uh, who was captain? It was um, Lee, Tomlin Lee Tomlin and Andy Reid
0: were the two captains of the of the Barrel Club. Um, yeah, this, so- yeah, this I this is something that I hope long long continues. You know, yes. some of these some of these things I think will will end with with ranks ending. Um, but uh, this is something that I fear will go much into the future. And hopefully, we can get a one a full
2: eleven out one day for a charity game or something. The problem is, is that there are just no barrel club goalkeepers because these players have to be a certain like they can't be very tall, can they? Because they have to be barrel shaped. Well, what and about just, your
0: man from uh, from Sutton United who got in trouble of eating a
2: pie? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah. He actually he actually may qualify as barrel club, but you have to basically be like more or less under five foot nine, I would guess, or under five foot ten, and and, and pretty stocky to be barrel shaped. So there's a lot of players out there that that, that, that pull that off really well. Shakiri is another one who was extremely barrel shaped, but it's been hard to get the goalkeeper. But if we can get that guy on board the guy that ate a pasty on the sideline for a fiver then yeah why Golly, not holy goalie yeah, into uh, into number four is is basically something that actually spawned out of barrel club which is the rumblers club which is <laughs> which is basically my interpretation of a barrel which is the big six foot four plus dribbler the danny De da costa the lucas costerman almost like a harry kane in a way someone who is too big and too too thick and not graceful enough really to be a dribbler but somehow kind of smashes their way through it and, and manages to play such a direct direct role uh jack i feel like we're kind of projecting our own somatotypes onto these onto these things you with barrel club and me with rumbler but it's kind of like the, the exact opposite but it, it, you have to be six foot plus you have to be a direct runner with the ball and you can be a rumbler you don't dribble. mostly mostly you pay play fullback or wingback Marcus
0: Alonso is a bit of a rumbler.
2: Yeah, precisely. Uh, Yeah, it's mostly a fullback thing. It's just oversized fullbacks, isn't it? That's what it is. Ultimately, Um, yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) We get back into them. We get into the top three, finally. Um, It's Havokarigi. I mean, we literally sat there and told Divock that we'd come up with a new nickname for him. And, Which my and brother
0: just came up with randomly watching a game one afternoon. Like we were just sat in the front room and he was just like, uh, he comes on and he causes chaos. I'm going to call him Havokarigi. I was like, that's really funny.
2: He's yeah, <laughs> very creative. I like that a lot. What a brain that lad's got. Yeah, very good. We need to get him on as a consultant for the new era. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what other absolutely. nicknames have you got for players that might be funny? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Havokarigi's in there. and At number two, at number two is the World Cup catfish. Oh, now, the World Cup catfish is pretty special. Jack, just, just just roll it for us. It's the World Cup catfish, Kieran Trippier. I like it. I'm into it. Now, World I, Cup yeah, catfish. I know. World
1: Cup catfish. <laughs> <laughs> he's a World Cup catfish and I feel bad about it, but I have to put him in.
0: He's, he's frustrated me more than anyone else this season and as in he's frustrated me more than any other player not frustrated me more than any other spurs fan <laughs> if you just search his name on twitter you can see that i'm not alone in this yeah. opinion yeah. um i don't re- didn't really want to name individuals in this sense and give them their own category but you know oh, what you've got to do it. So oh, the well. trips you're in oh,
2: when well, you've got a great label like world cup catfish world Why cup catfish
1: yeah, exactly it was more just the poetry of that wow.
2: i had no choice <laughs> so reese james didn't actually make the top five in terms of episodes but what he managed to create in terms of a concept ranks above almost all else in my opinion And world cup catfish like that took off people, yeah it did a bit people on twitter were talking about this for well they've been talking about it four months and they still mention it every now and then and reese is really leaning into the character as you would and sends us updates you know about his pursuit of the world cup catfish and his his investigation into how it happened and if you don't really know what this is by now, obviously it's about Kieran Trippier doing really well at the world cup and then rubbish for Spurs, which really pained Reese. I thought world cup catfish was a very good example of the crap we come up with when we've got someone like Reese on the pod.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a good one. And it also like made sense. And then it, got disproved because he went off to Atleti and I think that was the kind of biggest point where Reese was like, he's actually got himself a move to a gigantic Spanish club from <laughs> one good performance in a World Cup and then he went to Spain and was like, oh no I'm actually really good like yeah. still well useful, we're actually yes. Atleti
1: have sold all their other right backs so they're like, we don't need anyone else we England just... are now going to just make me their left back so they can fit me <laughs> in their thing. Yeah, exactly,
0: <laughs> I'm good enough to play on the opposite side because I'm actually that good, so the I think we're getting to the point where the World Cup cap might actually have been disproved
2: Mm. which is
0: incredible but as a name and a concept i think it was it was very important to the growth of the show especially post you know post that world cup
2: absolutely and kind of like keying into our number one here they're both very similar things you can't you can't say that we're not investigative journalists like we you can't say that we don't ask the big (laughs) questions and i know exactly where this is going and and present big concepts that people may not be ready for and side note, may not be true. Uh, and number one is mystery solving uh, with Virgil van Dijk and the case of the aftershave. And our focus and clear brief on getting to the bottom of one of world football's biggest issues, let's be honest. I mean, this project, this, this project that's, been, that's been mooted recently this week, uh, saving the EFL clubs um, and, and simultaneously placing all the power into Manchester United and Liverpool's hands, it looks bad but it's nowhere near as big as does Van Dyke wear aftershave during games because mm. Troy Deeney says he does but Alex Oxlade, Jane Millen says he doesn't I mean that's an example of us rolling up our sleeves and really getting to the nitty gritty and we asked a lot of people we, were, we asked a lot mm. of people, we didn't really come to a conclusion so again, we showing come to a conclusion. you oh, no, asked no, no, showing, yeah, showing initiative, I went to Paris turned up at the Ballon d'Or ceremony and I bloody asked him didn't I, I asked him <laughs> Troy Deeney said you you wear aftershave while you play, and I, I actually Oxley Chamberlain told me that you don't. Can we please get to the bottom of this? We, to training, you mean? No, in games. No, I don't. I don't spray in games. though. I'm not going to spray in, in games. To be fair, but
0: I like to like to smell normal and nice because you know it's it's just hygiene. Yeah, I mean that is your greatest ever achievement as a journalist. You know, like. We often talk about what your backgrounds are and how be, that's yours. Yours is done. When everyone, anyone is like, "Oh, what's your greatest thing you ever achieved in your career?" You can be like, "I solved the case of Virgil Van
1: Dyke's aftershave Mystery," which is mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, yeah as, does, long as, as long as they know there was a mystery to be solved, then you then you're good.
0: <laughs> you have to um, tell them. It's
1: like Cluedo. <laughs> yeah, Sam was quite nervous though, and like I was
0: sweating
1: buckets him, like that guy in airplane in air. for, i was like, like pushing actually him. wet yeah <laughs> i couldn't have gone in there because it was a, basically a scrum in a mix zone and sam turns out that is where he needs to be in life like in a mix zone sam is the that is the best use of sam to stick him <laughs> in a mix zone because he stands out it's like yeah you can understand why listen van dyke was so good at answering that question and like he's such a cool guy anyway we knew that and you know some footballers would have looked at sam like he's an idiot look most people do look at sam like he's an idiot they'd be right (laughs) (laughs) van dyke was respectful and he gave a really good answer and the other journalists around us did not know what was going on or why we looked so happy with ourselves (laughs) afterwards you're like that's it now everyone else is like trying to get leo messi you were like i'm going for dinner
4: now we're Messi off. Messi came past the ballon
1: d'or, and people are running for him. We're going the other way because we're content with our
2: night's work. <laughs> I mean, look, I asked Van Dyke two questions before that, and Dean said, "Ask him the questions. If it's going well, if you feel it, ask. It. Just do it. Why not? But if he's a bit shut off, then don't. Obviously, you always have to check the pulse on these things. It's a vibe check. It's a it's a ballon d'or vibe check. And Van Dyke passed the vibe check, as he's did true. I. Until and day. I asked him the question and he looked at me a little
1: bit strangely, but then he answered it. I was very um, proud of you that night. That's why we went and had steak and a couple of bottles of red to celebrate, I believe. We did, wasn't
2: yeah. We I, did. Wasn't <laughs> even, <laughs>
0: I wasn't even allowed to come. No, but <laughs> they hadn't let
2: me out. But that was the night that we, so we woke up the next day. It was 9am. It was still dark. And I came home and complained about it. And you were like, Sam, what do you want about? It's dark at 9am all the time. And I was like, no, it isn't. we had that ma- massive argument about time zones.
1: I forgot
2: yeah. about that. Yeah, and um, <laughs> another
0: pod special that having a gigantic argument about time zones in the in the post Ballon d'Or rankings. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, no, no one can say it hasn't been a ride. It hasn't been a journey. Um, right, And great. we've we've now come to the end uh, of this journey. This is this is pretty much it. We're we're all out, one out, done and dusted here. And so I guess uh, what's left to do is to say thank you to you guys for listening. Uh, thank you to you guys for sticking with us. Thank you to everyone who's joined us over the past year and a half and joined the Rank Squad and become part of this. And it's been such a such a wild adventure. And I know that a lot of this has felt like it was a bit off the cuff, a, a little bit random, a little bit here and there. But we really have had some adventures over over the last year and a half. And to be honest... This is the end, as I said at the start, of a chapter, uh, but not the end of the story. And I'm super excited about the next chapter for the three of us and, and where we take this and, and what more mysteries we can solve. You know, it's going to be like Scooby-Doo and Shaggy in the magical mystery van. You know, we're, we're going to be out there solving all the mysteries of football, but mostly there's going to be more of the same. So if you have liked this and you have enjoyed Ranks and you have, you know, been part of, of what we've done for so long, then please do go over to Ranks FC and subscribe. Uh, and make sure that you get in there i'm going to ask you at some point for ratings reviews all the things that i used to ask you for all the time that all still helps it helps us to grow it helps us put in there but right now there's just a little teaser trailer in there so maybe don't stick too many reviews in it just yet because well uh, we'll see how we go once we start putting episodes actually live in there Uh, and for those of you who have you know, who have asked us for more, who have wanted to be more involved in the rank squad and and get more content out of us, we are starting a Patreon. That's how we're going to, you know, take this forward. We're over at patreon.com forward slash ranks FC for a couple of quid a month. You basically get eight extra episodes of ranks two two every single week on a, on a monday and a friday so i'm looking forward some i'm looking backwards some exclusive interviews uh, and our kind of spotlights and, and more niche stuff as well as the kind of standard things that we're going to keep ranking uh, on a wednesday for you so there is so much to to explore and so much that we're excited to share with you we're looking at newsletters we're looking at written content later down the line sam even wants to form his own little squad ranks with ranks fc merch and and the whole thing so there, there's going to be so many opportunities to to get involved with all these things but if you subscribe to ranks fc uh, then all of the things will become apparent make sure you're following us on on social media at ranks scored on twitter as well and that's pretty much it monologue out and uh, all that is now left for me to do one last time is say thank
2: you very much to mr dean jones it's been emotional cheers mate thank you very much to mr sam tai. Thank you very much, mate. Everybody, please stick with us. Thank you for your support so far and please continue to support us in our new venture, Ranks FC, stick it in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, search it, do it now, hit subscribe and you won't miss a beat and we'll be able to contact you there and tell you all about our new adventure in full it really is ranks fc from here on
0: in uh, dean you just stole my line i was going to finish with one more thing it's been emotional but it looks like both of us have been watching lock stock and two smoking barrels recently and th- <laughs> and that's the end of that so <laughs> my name is jack collins thank you so much to listening to us for the last year and a half for the last time
1: rank squad out rank squad forever the pod is dead long live the pod